0: Hour number two, Canucks Central, Dan Richo, Satyar in the Kintec Studio, Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. We got uh, overrated, underrated coming up, but uh, the Canucks... Seconds ago, releasing their training camp rosters, Um, there are eight goalies on the training camp roster. Thatcher Demko, Casey DeSmith, Jonathan Lemieux, Spencer Martin, Zach Sachenko, Artur Silovs, Nikita Tolopilo, and Ty Young. It's going to be a lot of goalies for training camp.
1: Lots of goalies. (laughs) And uh, Uh, we were talking to Woodley about um, the Canucks having a third goalie. Yeah. I don't know if that's Jonathan Lemieux, because mm-hmm. he plays, uh, you know, he signed with Abbotsford. Yeah. You know, and he played uh, college hockey. But maybe maybe that's a guy who's a candidate, perhaps.
0: Maybe, just maybe. Who knows? Uh, practice goalie could be Who knows? Uh, Who on knows? the horizon for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, not too many uh, surprising names here uh, on the lineup. You know most of them. We'll go through all four groups. And we'll be watching all four groups in Victoria tomorrow as Canuck's training camp officially kicks off. It's Dan Richo, R Shah. We are Canuck Central. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's overrated, underrated. Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. You give us topics, we decide if they are one of the three options. Producer Josh Elliott Wolf and Elon Shark behind the glass today. What do we got?
2: First one comes from Austin in Langley. Everything going right in a season, overrated or <laughs> underrated?
0: It's definitely underrated. It's it, hard, uh, hard
2: to be overrated. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it like never happens.
0: Uh, everything going right in a season. Has yeah. it ever really happened? Um. Yeah, I mean, no, it hasn't. Like even
1: like the best season the Canucks have had in the regular season was 2011. Yeah. And by the end of it, Manny Malhotra got injured. Mm-hmm. And I and guess it,
0: you could say like... Uh, was it the, the Willie Desjardins playoff year in 2015? A lot of things went right for the Canucks, even though they weren't You're playing right. all that well. Yeah, they, I
1: mean, Sean Matthias even yeah. had, a, had a really good year. Like, everything went well for Eddie that Eddie Lack
0: was unreal for You're, 41 games. I think that's a good shout.
1: Like, literally yeah. everything went right for that team. And they got 100 points. in the playoffs. Believe, <laughs> he can't believe, I mean, the playoffs, yes. <laughs> that came down to Willie Desjardins and his decision-making, which, which still is, is one of the worst. I mean, I don't want to, why does he need to catch trees He doesn't need to catch any trades. No, he doesn't
0: need to catch uh, uh, any strays. Team De- Canada at an Olympics. He's <laughs> good.
1: Great guy, great guy. But um, yeah, I mean that Canucks team had a hundred points. Can't believe it.
0: That, they were a hundred point team with that roster. Not, not really believable. Uh, look, everything going right in the season. You know, it's just way. It's a way you could like tier teams. You know, yeah, <laughs> teams that can uh, go be okay with things. A few things going wrong. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> you know, maybe the like last year's Boston Bruins. There's, there's only so many teams that can survive something like that. Um, the Canucks are not one of them, you know, no. last year, Thatcher Demko goes down and the season goes haywire. I mean, there was a lot of reasons, uh, the start of last season oh, yeah. went haywire, but you know, for a lot of teams, if you lose a top end player, you're going to struggle. And if you lose that player for the entire season you might end up missing the playoffs but you lose a top player for 3 4 weeks you're kind of hoping okay we got to like tread water here yeah. and wait for our guy to get back i mean
1: Canucks had the mckayev injury obviously yeah. which was big and they had some you know guys on the back end who got hurt but up top like none of their they had a pretty healthy year last year which they were
0: fairly know, healthy for the first half of the season even though they weren't good as a team
1: yeah and you know it's always tough when you have a relatively healthy year and you don't have success you just hope for the same this year
2: next one comes from matt the closeness of a practice facility to rogers arena
1: underrated yeah like i think it's it, it's important i mean it's not even just about rogers arena it's about the proximity for where guys live yes. most of the guys live in, like in vancouver you know jt and a few guys maybe live in a north shore or whatever it is but yeah like pretty close to the rink is where you want to be Yep. Yeah, you don't want to be too far away. I think it makes it just makes life easier for everybody. And again, like you want to make sure you give your organization, a team, the best chance to have success. And all these are small factors that help you get there.
0: I know uh, in Vegas. <sighs> One of our listeners corrected me a couple of weeks ago, and I said their practice facility was in Henderson. It's actually in Summerlin. So uh, glad our listeners are really know in touch up. with the Vegas Golden Knights practice facility and where they are situated. But a lot of the players, you know, they do live uh, away from the strip. Obviously, they live in Henderson yeah. or Summerlin. And, you know, traffic isn't really that much of an issue in Las Vegas. So you can easily get there here in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, traffic is not great. <laughs> so if you live in West Van, as uh, you know, J.T. Miller sort of mm-hmm. uh, alluded to in a podcast over the course of the summer, you know, getting around isn't the easiest. You don't want to be traveling over three or four bridges in order to get to a practice facility. It adds a wrinkle to the Canucks situation that maybe other spots would yeah. not necessarily have but it's imperative. Like getting the team a proper practice facility is imperative. The lions have a proper practice facility for their club. The white caps do. I mean, it's time for the Vancouver white caps to figure this out or Vancouver Canucks. Canucks to figure this out.
2: No, that can be said
0: often. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Although like give the caps credit. They're caps, good now. Are, They're uh, good now. caps have gone well. from like, I don't know if they were ever overrated, but kinda of they're they're being a little bit underrated right now.
1: Yeah, they might have you know, they might have the best team in the West at the moment.
2: Yeah. You can make good. the argument, yeah. Next one comes from Justin and East Van. Tanner Pearson's time as a Canuck. Overrated or underrated. Ooh. I mean perfectly rated, I'd say.
0: I mean I've always been on the train that it's been underrated. He was a good soldier for this team for a lot of years.
1: You know uh, what? For the majority of his contract he was worth the money. Yeah. I'll put it that way.
0: Last year, uh, before he got injured, was the worst stretch of his Canucks career. I think it would be fair to say. Yeah. He really struggled out of the gate last year. Took a lot of penalties. Looked terribly slower than we'd normally seen him. But, you know, when he showed up, traded from Pittsburgh to Vancouver for Erica Branson, um, there was literal... Celebrations on Robson that Erica Branson had been traded away from the Vancouver Canucks.
1: There's celebrations in this in this office when that trade went down. It was like a roar you heard throughout the building.
0: I wasn't gonna say anything, but
1: (laughs) that was a that was a funny, funny, funny trade deadline.
0: And then Pearson showed up, sits next to Bo Horvat, and he's scoring goals for fun. Yeah, okay. So I'll give you the numbers
1: for his career in Vancouver. Played two hundred and twenty-one games, right? over a under 112 points Josh did he have over under 112 points as a Canuck
0: over so more than half a point a game yeah that's pretty good because uh, I feel
2: like he just had a time where he was like he was cooking you know
0: yeah uh, I'm going to say he hit the over that. All right. You, you were both right.
1: 114 points in yeah. 221 games. So just over half a point per game. Had 55 goals during that time. He was worth his money. Yeah. Now, because of what happened and his contractual situation this year, mm-hmm. he obviously had no value. You had to trade a third-round pick away for him. But in terms of what he did in Vancouver, getting paid $3 million and change. Yeah. Which we've seen players in this in, on this team get paid a lot more money than he has, and not, again, that's why I say perfectly rated. Yeah, I don't say underrated because he gave you what you expected for a guy making three million.
0: There was not many good reasons to give Tanner Pearson a contract extension when he got it from the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, but it's it would be harsh to say that he grossly underplayed his contract value, even when. Even after he was given that extension, you know, he was a middle six forward that gave you middle six value. Yeah. It's just how the Canucks prioritized their roster and where they were allocating money to just didn't make a ton of sense. It's not Tanner Pearson's fault.
1: The Canucks didn't trade him when he had value. Yes. And if that would have happened, people would have looked at it a lot differently. Be like, hey, we got Pearson um, for good Branson. He played decently here, and he netted us, netted us a draft pick and a prospect at the trade deadline. Great. I mean, fans would have been ecstatic. Tanner Pearson. But because he got the contract, the second contract, that's what, you know, shades it in a negative light for a lot of people.
0: That was, uh, he was also the birth of that, uh, that famous quote from Jim Benning on, this, uh, <laughs> on these airwaves. You guys don't have all the information. Yeah. That was about Tanner Pearson because we were grilling him on the on the Pearson contract and well, why they he, gave it out. And he was just like, okay, guys, you don't have all the information. Yeah, he didn't so.
1: want to tell That's us. The, for- the
2: problem that you guys <laughs> have. Yeah, he
1: didn't want to tell us on air the former captain <laughs> made them sign
2: him. Yes. <laughs>
0: he didn't want to say that. No, he didn't want to say that to us. We ended up, we, we had the information. He just didn't want to tell us.
2: It. <laughs> Basketball fail. <laughs> Justin Fields, overrated or underrated? Um, Justin Fields uh, Overweight I mean
1: that entire situation is a cluster you-know-what in Chicago. Oh, my
2: goodness. Today might be the—I uh, don't want to say worst day ever to be a Bears fan, but it's up there. It's, it's yeah. not
1: great. And it, you know, we can't even, like, really mention some of the stuff because it hasn't been verified. And you don't want to be, you know, mentioning these things. But the, the defensive coordinator had to resign yeah. under, let's say, very suspicious circumstances. Yes. He says he wants to focus on his health and everything. And there's a statement saying the rumors out there that are not true or whatever. Nonetheless, there could be a lot of legal things he might be dealing with, yeah. which could be very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you have Justin Fields essentially saying, you know, everything sucks and then walking it back a little bit today. So
0: Uh, I play like a robot because of the coaches. What? I don't
1: mean the coaches. Um, Well, I think what he means is, like, I can't go out there and execute the offense the way they want me. I have to go on freewheel, which is kind of the problem. Yeah.
0: You know? Look, Justin Fields is... A product of, or the hype around Justin Fields is a product of fantasy football and how it has changed the way that we look at players. Yeah. At no point last year, like Justin Fields, was he at any point last year a high end quarterback?
1: He had a spell, he had a few weeks in a row where he played at a really high level, but it wasn't like it hasn't been sustained for a whole season. He was never
0: like a, like even when he was on a run where he was winning people, fantasy championships last year. It's not like he was lighting the world on fire with his passing ability and putting up great statistics through the air. His accuracy was still near the bottom of the league. You know, there was still a lot of warts in his game, even though he was having some level of success. It was just, I think the hype around him became a byproduct of him winning people, fantasy, their fantasy championships. Maybe, maybe that's why he became overrated.
1: It's because he rushed for 1,100 yards, right? Yeah. And he had eight touchdowns as well, rushing. So, I mean, it's it's the dual threat he, he was. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a problem. There, he has some issues he has to work out.
0: And the Bears, like, if you want a quarterback to have success... At some point, you have to build out an offensive line.
1: It could <laughs> matter. It could matter. It could. Ha- now, it could part matter. of that is
0: on on fields, too. Like he holds on to the ball too long. So, I mean, we saw it with Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Part of it was the Seahawks offensive line was trash. It was also Russell Wilson likes to hang on to the ball. You got
1: to get that ball out. Yeah.
0: Sacks are drive killers. So they just can't happen. And uh, there's a lot that's going on with the Bears. That is a problem. They're the worst team
2: in the NFL. Also, if you want a quarterback to have success, don't put them on the Bears.
1: Yeah, and that's saying <laughs> if they're the worst team in the NFL. That's saying something because the Cardinals are god awful.
0: Yeah, but at least the Cardinals are like putting up a fight. They're something. like yeah.
2: the Cardinals are fun awful. Well,
0: at least, well, yeah, they're, they're, they work hard. They're spicy. They're more fun this year than they were at at any time
2: under Cliff Kingsbury. So Cardinals got fire in their gut. <laughs> that's what they got. Right now.
0: They took the bus to work.
2: <laughs> uh, next one from Ernest Mooncakes. Overrated or underrated Oh my god What is a mooncake? So I looked it up um, Cause I also didn't know What a mooncake is But I had heard the, Heard of it Okay It's a Chinese bakery product Traditionally eaten During the mid-autumn festival Um Oh my god Now I know what a mooncake is
0: Underrated Fantastic
2: I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to find What they actually I don't are.
0: think I've had a mooncake Yeah or have I I cannot Can you describe
2: it, Reach? Have you had them?
0: It's a it's a mooncake. Okay, a, yeah, fair <laughs> enough.
1: Great, great insight.
0: Uh, I don't know how to necessarily describe it, but like, it's um, it's got like a, a nice thick filling in the center. I don't know how you would describe it. Uh, so a creamy, nice gooey middle. A nice gooey middle.
2: Uh, I got I got a general Tasty. description here. Most mooncakes consist of a thick, tender pastry skin. Enveloping a sweet, dense filling, and may yeah. contain one or more whole salted egg yolks in the center that symbolizes the full moon. There you go.
0: I'm a, I'm a big fan of the red bean kind.
2: Yeah, yeah. and they're either steamed or fried. Hmm. I, I kinda, gotta try. One. I gotta try, try one.
1: I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> oh. We have a fairy to catch.
2: <laughs> we and, I mean, we honestly, have to deal with. So hungry, I was that.
1: I was already stressed about food yeah. before the show began.
2: Yeah. So uh, it was it's not a good look. Do We have to eat get, on the ferry I'm going to
1: do
0: uh, what Justin Fields uh <laughs> would like to do, free will a little bit more. Um overrated, underrated, eating on the ferry.
2: Uh could be underrated, depends on what you have. Reach you're was already hyping up the triple O's on the ferry. Triple O's on free the ferry it feels like a
1: is a mandatory.
0: Feels like a mandatory thing when you take the ferry. All right, then we'll do that. Okay. Am I am I way too much of a non-local to say that?
2: To me it's like I mean I take the ferry not relatively often, but often enough. Yeah. And I generally don't eat on the ferry anymore. Like, I'll eat before the ferry because it's just expensive.
1: Oh, it's all expensive. Because you're on the ferry. Oh, right. I see. I see. I'll always get a legendary burger when I'm on the ferry. Yeah, Yeah, always it hits the spot. I don't know, we got to figure something out. I, I I just need I just need food cuz like we
2: That needs confirmation that food yeah. is fairy happening. burgers yes. cuz like are delicious.
1: But it's not going to be till like after That would be at like 7? 7:15. That's kind of late. That's kind of late. I'll be cranky.
2: I don't know. We don't need to uh discuss this. On <laughs> uh next one comes from Justin. Vanilla Coke.
0: Uh, Huge fan, man. Overrated. Not a fan at all. No, really? Not a fan oh, at all. no. This is,
2: like, major underrated. I can't stand I it. I can't. I, I don't like any. Like, Cherry Coke, too? None of it. Dude. None okay, of it. None here's of what that. I was going to say. Vanilla Coke is fine. I'd probably say slightly underrated. Cherry Coke, though. Incredibly. Cherry underrated. Coke just tastes like medicine. No, I don't. It doesn't. It tastes, it tastes way better than regular Coke. <laughs> so,
0: every time... I go to the movies now. You know how they have, like, the dispenser where you can, like, choose whatever you want?
2: Yeah, you could like, yeah, get, like, orange Coke. Yeah. There's, like, a you know, hundred flavors. Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. so many
0: different flavors. Every single time I'm getting vanilla Coke. It's not even a question mark. I absolutely love vanilla Coke.
2: One thing I have done is the... There's, like, the cherry and vanilla option in one. Oh. That one's good. That,
0: that one's sounds good. pretty dope, actually. Yeah, that sounds very good. I want some. Um... Yeah, I'm a big fan of the the vanilla Coke.
1: I'll try some, but I'm not a big fan. I can like I I don't mind like in terms of, like you know, every once in a while I have a little sip or whatever, but I'm not. I can't do like a whole can't drink or
0: something. No? no, not really. I mean, I would do Coke Zero, obviously. Yeah, that's not the
2: easiest.
0: Coke Zero vanilla.
2: I just do the regular. Right <laughs> that's the way to go. I do not care about my health <laughs> <laughs> enough. Apparently, you're so, too young. You don't need to worry about it yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you, did you worry about your health? When you're like when you were 22 or 23? I don't no. know. I, I, I do know that I uh, I learned today that you can use soda to clean a clogged drain. You is that what you used today? Uh I tried at least. Did it work? No. No. Not entirely. <laughs> 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 uh
2: that's all I'm willing to go into that story. Six fifty, six fifty. The Dunbar lumber text line. Uh overrated or underrated? Athletes not having an off season.
0: Uh, Athletes not having an offseason? I feel well, like
2: they, they, even if you make it to the final, I feel like every athlete has at least a few weeks before they start training.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it, in terms of preparation, it helps you to have more time. Absolutely. Having less time makes it harder. That's yeah. why it's hard to repeat. It's hard to have the same energy the next season. It's, it's very difficult. That's why it's crazy how good the Tampa Bay Lightning have been.
0: So if you make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, you are finishing in early June. Compare that to... A team that does not make the playoffs, you are finished in early April. Even if you take a couple of weeks off, like JT Miller uh, in one of his, you know, his Canucks at home video mentions that he takes a couple of weeks off and by yeah. May 1st, he really gets into training again. So he gets two weeks vacation, essentially, and yeah. he's back to full-time work. I remember uh, when Roy Halliday used to come into the autograph shop that I worked at when I was younger and his regimen was he takes a week or two weeks at the end of the season he finishes up his after the Blue Jays were finished one week in Toronto wraps everything up then he gets ready to move back to Tampa for the winter takes one week in Tampa goes to like a Buccaneers game has maybe one beer and then he's off to like complete off-season training mode so the serious ones and Yannick Hansen talks about this is the off-season is actually harder than in season so I don't know if really any of these guys have much of an off season
2: uh, next one Burnaby D overrated underrated Canucks faceoffs improving this year uh, in brackets we miss Mel Holtra who's going to teach this now on the coaching staff
0: the dark arts of faceoffs uh, Canucks will be better in the draw this year
1: they should be better in the draw. Um, they, they, I, I just don't know if they have the centerman outside of JT Miller that you can really rely on to win draws on the PK. Bluger will play there. Yeah. But I don't know if they are going to be able to um, be as efficient on the PK as as they hope. But Pia Suter is not great on the PK on the faceoffs. His faceoff numbers are kind of average to begin with. Um, and then even uh, Teddy Bluger, he's good at even strength face-offs yeah but if you look at his face-offs on the pk they haven't been great either so i wonder situationally if they're good enough i think they are on the power play and five on five they should be fine but i do still have some questions about their efficiency on the pk
0: um i, I think that people are going to wonder how petterson is in the draw he was 44 percent last year I don't need Pedersen to be 54% or something like that. But being a little bit closer to 50-50 would be a nice little improvement for Elias Pedersen
2: this year. Next one comes from uh, Chris from Nanaimo. Overrated, underrated. Musicians wearing the jersey of the local sports team when they're on tour going to Morgan Wallen, and I was excited to see him in the Canucks jersey until I saw him in a Leafs jersey is what Chris from uh, Nanaimo says. Tough.
0: I mean, cater to the home crowd. It's Pretty the easiest easy. pop you can possibly get. Wear the home team jersey; doesn't throw, mean anything. Throw it though.
2: into the crowd at one point. Yeah. yeah,
0: just like easy, cheap pop. You know, like wrestlers. If you're uh, if you're a good guy wrestler, you, you get on the mic and it's like, "What's up, Vancouver?" And like everybody's like, "Wow, yeah. oh, we're going nuts! This guy's the best." how about those Canucks? You know, like it's the easiest pop you're ever going to get. And the flip side is if you're like a bad guy wrestler, you just say like, man, the Canucks stink. And you just get like the hugest booze in the crowd. So it's just, it's the easiest pop you can get to get the crowd going up or down. You say something that relates sports or otherwise to the local market and you will get a huge
2: pop. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to do. What they need to do now is like, if you really want to cater to the crowd, Wear that jersey, but put a ramp like an obscure player on the path. Like if a if a musician came out and had a Victor Oreskovich yeah. Canucks jersey, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> That's my guy now.
0: Victor Oreskovich. Uh, not a name I expected to hear today. I know.
2: West from Ladysmith. We'll end with this one. We only got a minute. Uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, overrated or underrated? Um, I don't know. Uh,
0: underrated. Cause we get two Thanksgivings.
2: Yeah. I'll usually do, like, I have all the family Thanksgiving then. Then in November, I do, a, like, a Friendsgiving, a when, friendsgiving. A, when American Thanksgiving yeah, is happening. Yeah,
0: Friendsgiving. Yeah. Just watch a bunch of football.
2: Yeah. Watch a bunch of football. Have another turkey dinner. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's great.
0: I mean, anytime you,
2: to get together with
1: family to eat food and watch football, it was a great day for me.
0: I totally used to do it. Um, it was always great to get a, have a Friends Day, but also, like, when you were trying to book radio shows as as a producer on a thursday
2: those are the worst days
0: and, and, and like trying to book anybody south of the border impossible
2: yeah so not great it
0: was a good day to take off as well uh, all right that's it coming up rick Tockett, head coach of your vancouver canucks next on canuck central